It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team from the 12th floor of 50 pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome to Locked on Thunder Midweek Wednesday edition being recorded on the 29th of August. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day whenever you're making us a part of your day. And as much as I try and get these out by 4 o'clock and no later than 5, I know I need to be more consistent with my time, but um, I've determined that I would be a really good member of Guns N' Roses. Not because I can play an instrument and certainly not because I could drink and do drugs to the extent that they do and still function or did and still function, but... Guns N' Roses always had this laissez-faire attitude about when they went on stage. Uh, Most of the time, it was to the detriment of fans. I remember one time I sat in the Myriad in Oklahoma City and waited till 11.30 for GNR to come on stage. And when they did, they tore it up. They didn't play Welcome to the Jungle, but they did tear it up that night. And that's kind of me, man. Time is a suggestion. It's not a definite so, um, yeah, I could be so cool with that. It'd be like, hey, man, what time you want to go on stage tonight, Axel? 1.30? Good. We're, I'll be there whenever. But um, I, I hopefully you'll be a little understanding as uh, we've undertaken the whole Locked On Sooners thing, and I'm trying to get my wheels just kind of underneath me there. But it is an on-demand world, and you can listen to this anytime. And uh, if you'd like this by a certain time, Just let me know, and I'll make sure that I uh, do my best to get it out to you. And uh, we've got some announcements to make. I'll get to those in a second. I feel like I've wasted your time. This is sort of an abbreviated episode of Locked on Thunder because tomorrow's episode is going to be killer because we've got some big issues to discuss tomorrow. We're going to go in-depth about waving Kyle Singler, what that can mean to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll talk about the abolition of the one-and-done rule, which looks like That's going to happen. All that's coming up on tomorrow's episode. But today, we're going to talk about Kyle Singler. And this is a guy, the deadline is approaching on Friday for him to get waived by Oklahoma City. And I kind of wonder what Sam Presti, I've always wondered what Sam Presti was thinking when he gave Kyle Singler the contract that he did. And we'll discuss it from that standpoint coming up this afternoon. Then in segment number two, There was a Knicks fan that put his fandom up for sale on eBay, and I don't have an issue with this at all. And the dude made some nice cash off of it. But if you're going to sell your fandom, 
What are the rules? Should there be rules to who you root for and why you root for them? And then in segment number three, we'll wrap things up talking about the forgotten MVP of Oklahoma City, Mick Cornette, who uh, will not be the next governor of the state of Oklahoma after losing in the Republican primary last night. But uh, Mick is definitely owed a debt of gratitude by this city. My name is Eric G. I work at 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK for iHeartRadio. Randy Renner and I are undertaking a Thunder pregame that looks like it's going to start up once the season gets underway, and I'm very excited about that. Big shout-out to Chuck Cheney for letting me commandeer Locked on Thunder and their Twitter site to promote, uh, or actually Thunder Digest. They let me commandeer Thunder Digest to promote Locked on Thunder. See, I've got so much stuff just stuck in my head right now. Speaking of Locked on Thunder, you can now follow the Locked on Thunder Twitter account. It had been dormant for months now, and we finally wrangled access to it. We had been using a Locked on OKC account, so we're not using that anymore, so you can follow us simply at Locked on Thunder, and we will post all our episodes there. So with all that... We jump into it. Friday's the deadline for the Thunder to make any roster changes. And it likely means that's the last we're going to see of Kyle Singler in an Oklahoma City uniform. I say that being very hopeful it's the last time that we see Kyle Singler in a Thunder uniform. And if you think that sounds mean, come on. What have you been saying about Kyle Singler ever since the Thunder signed him to that five-year contract that they did? Kyle Singler has been ripped more than any player since Kendrick Perkins set foot on the peak floor, and with good reason for the way that he plays. I mean, say what you want to about him being a nice guy. Let's face it, he hasn't exactly contributed to the Thunder. He's played some nice defense every once in a while, but for the most part, he's a guy that you run out there and then nobody has a lot of faith that he's going to be able to accomplish much, and the Thunder way overpaid for him. And Sam Presti, who has made... A lot of good moves in his career and some bad moves in his career. If it wasn't for the James Harden move, if there there wasn't that move that just every year gets compounded when James Harden competes for an MVP or comes close to winning an MVP, the Kyle Singler signing would widely be considered Sam Presti's worst move. And I don't think actually either one of those are his worst move. I'll be on record as always saying Ronnie Price, when you brought that guy in for a little while, a cup of tea to go through training camp, and then you booted him and you still owed him $2 million, that was Sam Presti's worst move. But next time I get an opportunity to talk to Sam, and I get him one-on-one, because I've never heard anybody ask about this in, in a press conference, but it's a valid question. I'd really like to know from Sam why he signed Kyle Singler to a five-year deal. I'd like to know how many other teams were pursuing Kyle Singler at that time. And we've heard that there were a couple, San Antonio being one of them, I I think I heard at one point. But it it felt like it was a move of desperation. And, And Kyle Singler did this thing where We always talk about how guys leave the Thunder and do well. Well, there's a lot of times that we've seen guys come into the Thunder and start off really well, and then as their career plays out with the Oklahoma City Thunder, it will erode over time. And Kyle Singler's didn't even erode. 
they signed him. He had he had a nice after he was here as part of that trade that sent Reggie Jackson to Detroit and brought in his canter into Oklahoma City. It's like how Singler started off all right, and then it just like plummeted. There was no erosion. The dude was just done. And I would really like to get Sam one-on-one and just have him explain why he felt like this was a move that he had to make. And did he feel like it hamstrung the Oklahoma City? And I guess that's the big thing that we've got to ask about Kyle Singler is how much did he hamstring the Oklahoma City Thunder Oklahoma City Thunder while he was here, and truthfully, not that much. It wasn't like the Thunder weren't able to make moves because Kyle Singler was on the roster and pretty much all the guys that they wanted, they ended up getting. They found other ways to move them, and with Kyle Singler here, did he really hurt the team? While he was on the floor, he may have not produced, but I mean, there were a few times he may have hurt the team defensively, but considering some of the guys that he guarded... You're not always going to win those battles. It's sort of, I think when you look back on Kyle's tenure, and I can't believe I've spoken this much about Kyle Singler, tells you that it's, you know what, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say those words. I am just so not going there. But to, I think for the most part when it comes to Kyle Singler, he's just kind of a guy that, that took the beating because everybody likes to, rip on the dude from Duke. And Kyle Singler just happened to be that guy. He was there. He was an easy target. And it was just one of those things that fans could abuse him. And it really just wasn't that big a deal at the end of it. But uh, I wish Kyle nothing but the best if, in fact, the Thunder do wave him. And at some point, maybe Sam Presti will tell us not only why he signed Kyle Singler to a five-year deal, but maybe why he decided to ink Kendrick Perkins to the contract he did. Although that one makes a lot more sense at the time that they did it. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we'll discuss the rules of selling your fandom. What are the rules of selling your fandom? And would you be willing to do it? We'll talk about it next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for listening to LOT. I am Eric G., your gracious and humble host. And don't forget, we have started a brand new podcast called Locked On Sooners. And uh, you can follow us at Locked On Sooners, and you can get Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder on Apple iTunes, on Stitcher, 
on Spotify, on Google, Alexa, I think maybe I've already said that, but there's several places to get the Locked on Thunder podcast and the Locked on Sooner podcast. We've got Thunder covered, we've got Oklahoma City covered, and we're doing our best to create this just great network. Actually, the Locked on Podcast network is really cool. It's a lot of cool podcasts on here, but uh, please listen to Locked on Sooners and continue to support Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G. So putting your fandom up for sale. What are the rules for this? There was a Knicks fan that put his fandom up for sale on eBay. He will now root for the Lakers, and he got $3,450 for it, which to me is not a bad payday. I don't know if that even remotely covers all the money that he spent in Knicks gear or tickets to go watch the team or maybe even special sports packages where, where he could follow other NBA teams. But $3,450 to now root for the Los Angeles Lakers, I call that winning. I so call that winning for this guy. I don't have a problem with this. And I'll tell you why I don't have a problem with this is because we have seen so many organizations screw fans. And I'm a guy that did it. I was a Raider fan for a long time, and then I just switched my allegiance to the Patriots because I felt like the Raiders didn't have their best didn't have the fans best interest in mind and that's only been hammered home in more recent years when they're deciding to move from Oakland to Las Vegas and that kind of leads me to what are the rules what are the rules when you are going to to switch your allegiance from one team to another well one if there's money involved I say go ahead and take it it may not seem to be the tried and true thing to do as a fan but we could all use a little extra cash. And especially if you're having a tough time meet, meeting the rent, if there's car payments or doctor bills, I say take the cash and root for whoever that person wants you to root for. The other thing is that if you get the sense that you don't matter to the organization, meaning that they're going to leave one city to another, even if you don't live in that city, or they just don't seem to care about putting the best product on the floor. They seem to care more and more just about turning a profit. Then I think it's okay to find somebody else to root for. And I don't think there are any limits on who you should be told you can root for. In other words, if you're rooting for the worst team in the NBA, if you're rooting, let's just say, for the Sacramento Kings, and you get the sense that the Kings aren't going to put it together anytime soon, where you're going to get some enjoyment out of watching that team. And I'm not talking championships, but they're just going to be competitive. They'll give you an opportunity to make the playoffs or at least make you feel like there's a future there. If you're running five, six, seven, eight, you get into nine, ten years of the Kings not doing anything for the fans, I say go ahead and sell your fandom and root for somebody else. Doesn't matter who it is, just root for someone else. And a lot of times, I believe we, if we as fans united, we could actually send a strong message to owners of all these professional teams that if you're not going to put a good product out, we're not going to be interested in. Now, the easiest way to do that is not buy tickets, not watch games, not listen to games. But I think sometimes taking these drastic measures should at least wake you up to realize as to what your fans are saying and that you need to work to get things back. And if the Knicks get good and this guy wants to root for the Knicks again, I really don't have a problem with it. It seems a little chintzy. I know most fans do, but I am not one of those guys that's 
so hardcore that says you got to live and die with this team every year. I think sometimes bandwagon fans have it made because they get to jump on and off whenever they want and they're never miserable. Guys like me, look, as much as I loved the Raiders and switched my allegiance there, pretty much every team I've rooted for other than them, other than the Pats, I've gone through some rough seasons with. And if you're that die hard, it's going to break your heart. But of course, if you're that die hard, you're probably not going to be switching your allegiance anytime soon. We'll wrap up Locked on Thunder coming up next, and we'll talk about the forgotten MVP of the Thunder, Mr. Mick Coronet. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Check out Locked On Sooners as well as Locked On Thunder, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Thunder and Locked On Sooners, your team every day. We wrap things up here on the Locked On Thunder podcast talking about Mick Coronet, who uh, lost his bid to become the next governor of the state of Oklahoma, lost in a Republican runoff to Kevin Stitt. I'd like to say congratulations to Kevin, played high school football with the dude, graduated with him, so I'm happy for him. But Kevin, if you are listening to this, I did vote for Mick Coronet, and I am a guy that is kind of Oklahoma City through and through. Um... But here's the thing with Mick Cornett. I'm sad to see him get out of politics because he's done wonders for this city. Not only him, but the two mayors that preceded him, which were Kirk Humphreys and Ron Nork. And if you've listened to the Locked on Thunder podcast, I've talked about these guys for quite some time because through all three of their visions, downtown Oklahoma City has blossomed. And it was Mick Cornett when Hurricane Katrina hit suggested to the NBA that the New Orleans Hornets come play in Oklahoma City, and they hung out here for a couple of years, splitting their time between NOLA and OKC, and it ultimately ended up leading to the Thunder coming here from Seattle. And for that, I'm going to forever be grateful to Mick Coronet and Norick and, of course, Kirk Humphreys. And it was sort of Norick with the Mats project, which if you're not from Oklahoma City was a sales tax to help renovate downtown. And then Kirk Humphrey's putting it out there, well, if we're going to have this arena, we need to have an anchor tenant, and why not have somebody that plays at the highest level? And we always thought it was going to be an NHL team, and then it turned out to be an NBA, but it was a suggestion. Everything was built on a foundation, and Mick Coronet took it to the next level and did a wonderful job and was a tremendous representative of this town. And not only did he work his butt off for it, but... He lived and breathed Oklahoma City and wanted to do everything he could to make it better. So, Mick, if you're listening, 
huge thank you. And as a kid that grew up in the state of Oklahoma and used to hang out in downtown Oklahoma City on concert nights because that was about the only event that was here. And then later it was Blazers games. But I can remember going to downtown Oklahoma City as a kid thinking, man, after the concert, there's just nothing to do. I'm going back to Norman. Thanks for for all that you've done for the businesses, for just bringing the thunder here and, and for instilling and giving back some pride to what is one of America's crown jewels. I mean, I've got so much passion and love for this city, and this guy does too. And I would say that this that Mick Cornette's far exceeds mine. And when we talk about banners that hang in the rafters of the peak, and there are going to be several, and I know some said Nick Collison, and I don't really have an issue with that, but Mick Coronet definitely needs to have a banner hanging from there. And you know what? Throw up Ron, one for Ron Nork and one for Kirk Humphreys as well. But thank you, guys. Thank you for all your hard work in bringing the Thunder here. That wraps up this episode of Locked on Thunder. Tomorrow we'll be back with a more meaty episode to talk on some of the hotter topics in the NBA. And until then, everybody love everybody and peace, love, and Thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.